0: It's June 29th, 2023. This is (laughs) Rook. Welcome to episode 270 of rook divisto half pega pega june yes that's uh 270 in persian oh okay i'm trying to explain thank you teach you the numbers that yes, way Yes, of course divist is 200 mm-hmm. and then half is 70.
1: okay so
0: when you want to put them together right you go divisto half dod like <laughs> <laughs> Not choresh Not choresh okay. okay Not Devis Haftad Right Devis de, de No Devis de Devis de, de, be be de, <laughs> de uh, I'm Gian Gameshi, Hello from Toronto, Canada Salam dustan Aziz Durud Bashama. Hi Smart Pega Hello, Hello. Uh, Savi Roham is behind the uh, Hello, The sir. glass there Hello sir And uh, Super P Hello Hello I hope you're doing well wherever you're tuning in from around the world. We are on our ongoing mission to build a new audiovisual encyclopedia of Iranian diaspora diaspora identity. Uh, This is uh, episode 270, and this is a special one because we are calling this, Is Persian Food Healthy?, Are you ready for the great is Persian food healthy debate slash panel, Pega?
1: Not only am I ready, I'm actually really looking forward to it. Why why is that? I want this question answered for myself. I want to be put at ease that Persian food is healthy.
0: Even though I'm sure you have a position on
1: it. Of course I do. I have Uh a position on everything. You do.
0: Uh, That's that's (laughs) what I love about you. What would your position be?
1: um, My position is that Persian food is healthy. But what I do have a problem with, Uh there's a caveat here, is that we culturally tend to overindulge. And I think that's what makes people think Mm -hmm. that Persian food isn't healthy. Are
0: you sure your feeling about Persian food being healthy is not just because you love Persian culture, you like to promote it, you love Persian food, and so you want to believe, you want to actualize, you want to to try and convince the Mm -hmm. world that Persian food is healthy, but actually, if you think (laughs) about it, Think about all that rogan and I mean, all of that uh, frying and all those carbs. And do you still believe?
1: Is there a little bit of confirmation bias? Maybe. But yes. um, no, I really do believe that Persian food is healthy. Truly, jokes aside. And and I mean, yes, I, I am a very proud Iranian. And I do tend to think in the exactly the way that you said. Yes. But I think that Persian food, we have you know, the right amount of meat and beans and vegetables and herbs and all these things, and that's all healthy for you. We have an
0: expert panel mm-hmm. coming up. Experts, Pega, yes. experts. Uh, have you ever watched the YouTube show slash channel At Home with Tara? Uh,
1: I have not, but that I've heard of it. Your loss.
0: <laughs> she is a chef and culinary health coach. Mm-hmm. Tara Radcliffe who will be joining us from Los Angeles. Uh, we have the co host of the Modern Persian Food podcast mm-hmm. slash a recipe website called Oven Hug. Yes. The person behind that, her name is Bita Adabion, and she's in the Bay Area. She will be joining us. Mm-hmm. And here in the Rook studio, Dr. Rosa Moradi mm-hmm. returns. She is a doctor of natural medicine. She's also writing a book about uh, food recipes that includes Persian food, and she's got a lot of opinions about whether it's healthy or not. So, uh, she will also be part of the panel. Yes. It's going to be a bona fide a debate. Uh, Savi Roham, I'll put the question to you. Please try and answer this generally. Because I feel like everyone, I said this to on um, this video I made mm-hmm. yesterday on Instagram, I feel like, of course, we know you could say uh, kuku sabzi is healthy. Right, There's versions right. of Persian food. You know, make everything without frying it and don't eat any rice mm-hmm. and lay off the bread. And... Uh, you know, but that's not really Persian cuisine. And on the other hand, we know that there's indulgent forms of Persian food that, uh, if you only ate certain some of our dishes, or only ate. Kabob, kubide, twenty four seven. That would not be healthy, but that's also not Persian cuisine. It's a, that would be leaving out all the herbs and, right. and and you know spices and and healthy things that mm-hmm. we have, <laughs> whatever they are. So so vegetables. That's what I was going to say. Clearly, be, we know your position. Yeah. yeah. Now. <laughs> well, my position is, listen. I'll tell you something. I I want to believe. My mother was was actually kind of you know kind of yelling at me she was like what is this why are you making such a big deal?" of course persian food is healthy look mm-hmm. we use organic ingredients right. we use vegetables what what's the problem here you know and 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 for sure if you're comparing it to kfc yes. or something like that a mm-hmm. fast food or western whatever then probably you would always come up with the idea that persian food is healthy but you know when i actually started cooking Persian food mm-hmm. in the last decade or so when I really started focusing on making Persian food right. I <laughs> it's not that healthy I mean it's not it's not it's really hard ho- I find it really hard to cook you have to kind of go out of your way if you want to be extremely healthy right. and be making Persian food
1: but I mean can you say the same thing about every other cuisine I by mean, the way like, do you
0: cook Persian food
1: I don't No, thank you <laughs> yes so <laughs> talking from zero yeah, experience yeah.
0: I, <laughs> one of us does yeah but yeah go ahead yeah
1: well no I was just gonna say I mean it, it goes back to what you were saying a couple minutes ago about you can talk about the amounts and the nuances and this and that and make everything healthy or unhealthy yes right so yes. I guess but as a
0: general idea I mean it's like uh do you think sushi is helpful, is healthy
1: I mean, depends on what kind of sushi you're having. Because uh, now they have fish, all that yeah. sushi where like it's like pizza sushi yeah, yeah, and like true. all this. But generally, right? it's healthy. I guess.
2: Yeah, raw fish. Is it
1: though? I
2: don't think so. Um, Nothing raw is good. I oh. Don't. Uh, oh, I mean meat. Meat, though. So, well, raw meat. Uh, well, maybe I don't not raw meat, but
0: well, well. People there are people it, yeah. who are on raw diets.
2: Exactly. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's a good thing. All right. Okay. We can be So, ask what,
0: uh, Rohan, how your general yeah you answer asked that ten minutes ago? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I did <laughs> ask about that. I went of, my apologies. What me. is your <laughs> <laughs> what is your general uh, answer to is Persian food healthy?
2: Well, I don't. I I think generally it's healthy because um, we we grow up with uh, this belief that vegetables and beans and stuff are good for you, and Persian meals are. We'll love that. All so, right.
3: yeah
0: Do you cook Persian food? No. No. Here we go again. I, yeah, I, I, I love how t- all <laughs> of the people who've never cooked that, and I'm super I'm i I'm pretty didn't sure you don't. I just say I've never cooked. Uh-huh. I Have just you say cooked I don't that? Can regular. you make a hot dog?
1: Yes, I can. I what could, okay, it, what here's, do you do? Here's the thing. Here's I don't thing. even
0: know. I mean, is there any? You don't do gardening, right?
1: uh No, no not really. No.
0: You're very fancy. <laughs> <laughs> You're very fancy. You are smart, Pega. I Thank mean I appreciate you. the intellect, but surely you can read books and be smart and also, and also do cook. some other things. Yeah. Well yes.
1: I okay, here's the thing. I can cook. I just don't like cooking, so I don't do it.
0: By the way, it's not a gender th- I'm not saying no, 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 you I get must cook I cook, and I think you should. You might yeah. be good at it.
1: I actually prefer baking to cooking. Oh. Yeah. But no, anyway,
0: sorry, Pisya, you were gonna smart. Uh, okay, it's
1: my turn
4: <laughs> <Yes>. right now. <laughs>
0: the Mashad kid, the super mashad P from Mashad. Kid. Go ahead.
4: Actually, while um, Rohan was talking, I was thinking when he was saying they were telling us in childhood that Persian food is healthy. Actually, we don't eat any other f- cuisine uh, in Iran because there is no like Chinese restaurant or Japanese restaurant. So mm. the only thing... <laughs> That's like we can eat in Iran yeah. is Persian food
2: that's the only option that's, that's the only
4: option okay
0: know? so but that doesn't answer the question no, now, it now that you live here and can eat a million <laughs> different yeah. kinds of food every day
4: <laughs> I still think Persian food is healthy yeah. we're Iranian we have to uh, this is, promote we our try to be culture. objective no. you're
0: not being objective Wait, are
1: I you know. just saying it because we're Iranian like that's your stance or you think it actually is healthy I'm just saying because we're wrong in the
4: house. You're the one who said, By the
0: way, you're the one. I mean, who regularly in the office? There's a Persian place across the street, and there's <laughs> a couple of other places, and you always say you avoid that Persian place. Why? Because it's unhealthy. It's gross and oily and all of that stuff. It might be just that particular <laughs> it's restaurant. It's just that
1: particular place. But
2: well, but there is a shot at our boss sitting in the kitchen right now. I assume it's yeah. Parisas she
1: says that we don't have to, prom-
2: don't have that, to promote pr- uh, certain brands no I mean so. she's always there though <laughs> she just says that
0: <laughs> no but that's not the place I'm talking about there's another place yeah. Okay. Uh, we won't say their name we, but we
4: don't know we yeah, 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 we don't yeah. yeah we don't but uh, Paris
0: said we're, we're always talking about how we don't get food from there cause we but feel she aggressive.
2: usually gets Persian food just as uh, yeah
0: Oh. I,
4: think it, um, I have to promote our cuisine. All right. All right.
0: Well, let's get. We'll get to. Thankfully, there's actually people who know what they're Experts. talking about. Yeah. Uh, unlike us, who will uh, join me in just a few moments. Before we get there, uh, so we'll get to. And by the way, this is this is coming on the heels of. Uh, it was funny how the segue happened. It was very natural. It was an mm. organic kind of a flow into this food series kind of thing we've started because we had always intended to do this. But last week, uh, I had cooked khoreshti for the the group. And I told the story on the air last week about how uh, I had sent a message to everybody saying, I've made Mm -hmm. khoreshti, you know, I've made the Persian stew, khoresht. And then Super P, uh, you know, had responded going, yeah, dude, it's actually khoresh without the (laughs) T. To which uh, a, a debate started. At first, I thought, oh, isn't this a fun, silly linguistic debate? Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. Then I put it out to the internet. <laughs> People are very serious about yes. this. People dug into their positions, you oh, know, yeah. a, and hundreds of comments, and, and and the majority are with the T, choresht. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, but a lot of people also advocating for the choresh and in typical Persian style, no one changed their mind. <laughs> everyone arrogantly stays with you know, I know what I body. It is Choresht. Why you say this? So everyone held on to their position. What were the stats, Roham, so far? Sixty four
2: percent Churesht like, and thirty four
1: percent in the lead. <laughs>
2: and many people uh, said both.
0: Yeah, that that were some correct I think. But okay. Well, but also, I think uh, there were really compelling, strong mm-hmm. arguments, both like the etymology, like the, the, there were linguistic kind of arguments, yeah. and then there were like regional arguments. There were all kinds of reasons why it's there's the evolution of language, there's choresh, <laughs> choresh. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then there were some great comments, I think, like Bearded Omid said, choresh is tastier than choresh. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's shitty stew, it's choresh yeah. or like boring old school. I love that. But the tasty one is choresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like it's a really tasty, you have to add teas. Teas, extra teas, yeah. yeah, So um, that debate continued. And then yesterday uh, I made a new video asking uh, on the heels of the Khoresh, Khoresh debate, asking whether Persian food is healthy. We have hundreds of comments and and we're going to get to some of those after the panel, right? Uh, Also, no agreement.
1: Nope, still divided. There's there's, uh, some really strong opinions, some... uh, logical reasoning, some interesting reasoning, I'll just say.
0: But, you know, I feel like, first of all, if I were to guess, because we haven't done this scientifically, but just looking at the comments, mm-hmm. I would guess that more people are saying it's unhealthy than healthy.
1: See, that's surprising to me.
0: But it's not true that, wouldn't you say that there's more people saying that? Yeah, I yeah. mean... <laughs> like the fact that you guys have all said it's healthy, I, and, and honestly, I think the most honest comments are the ones who are saying... Of course, it's not healthy, but we love it. You know, those are those those people. And I know I'm pissing some people (laughs) off, who probably, including our panelists, who are all going to make the case that, oh my God, it's so per. You know, it's beans and it's natural and it's organic and Mm -hmm. you know, uh, how could this be? But uh, and your mom, my mom. Yeah, Yeah. I I don't. I should never disagree with my mom. (laughs) (laughs) But my mom is. That's
1: when you know you're going the wrong direction. Exactly. Moms have always got the answers. Yeah,
0: I just don't. I don't know. I don't know about Persian cuisine <laughs> being the healthiest Especially cuisine.
1: Especially a question about Persian cuisine. And by the and way, moms. I don't think
0: you can divorce the cuisine from the way it's, you know, the the portions and all of that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's how we do it too, right? It's the mound of rice with all the extra s- stuff and the the, the the big desserts and you know the, the huge portions <laughs> but that's you
1: know. what I was saying it's the overindulgence that's the issue that's part
0: of the cuisine though right but is it's not part of
1: the cuisine it's part of the culture I think it's the a little culture, bit different the
0: culture oh yeah well the culture is yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. that's the next debate. <laughs> okay. is cuisine part of culture <laughs> or vice versa? Speaking of being healthy, we'll get to the panel in just a few moments. I do have a general question that's completely a sidebar that has nothing to do with this. But uh, this morning, I was um, I saw one of those videos or or pictures of uh, you know the supreme leader, mm-hmm. you know the guy in the the bearded guy, the bearded guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's sure. his name again? Sounds like the other guy's name, Khomeini, right? Uh-huh. That guy. Yeah. Uh what do I, I don't even know, you see I don't follow the what's the C span of uh <laughs> of <Iran. laughs> C- what's what's the station where it's all majless all the time Isn't is there it? one do <laughs> they Isn't have one like of
1: those like the state one uh, IRIB or whatever
2: Oh the TV yeah, yeah. It's IRIB yeah. yeah
0: is that it, does that just show the, the the supreme leader talking all the time. They don't have a C-SPAN. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what C-SPAN <laughs> is, home It's uh, like the a the the news parliamentary channel. It's yeah. just a, always showing what's going yeah. on in you know, Congress or Parliament. Anyway,
1: there's too much to hide. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, <laughs> but but but
0: once in a while, I see the guy sitting and there's a whole bunch of people, and mm-hmm. then he'll be on stage. But the people are men usually, right? Yeah. Uh, or schoolgirls that with a weird video with. It. Anyways, so oh, they so
2: th- it depends on the time and occasion. Okay. Many times of people.
0: Okay, well, there are many types of people <laughs> that he's on stage and he's always sitting in a chair, right? Yeah, that doesn't always. change. And, and in mean, his robes and stuff. <laughs> so so I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I'm obviously being a little sassy about this, but I, I mean, this is a serious question. Why are mullahs so out of shape since we're talking about health issues? Why are they always sitting down? Mm-hmm. The guy is always sitting. I've never seen, and, and this is just in general... <laughs> I mean like I guess the, the there was the one guy, Khatimi, who was smiling for a little while, but other than that, they're they're sitting, they're you they're know even miserable. when they walk, they walk very like you know they sort of trod it's not no like I, I don't see any of them like running or playing basketball <laughs> or tennis or something Or and then uh, so I was actually thinking and it's weird because if it's such a top-down thing this is our leader our mm-hmm. supreme leader all all of that stuff then what's the advocacy here is the idea that people shouldn't be healthy is <laughs> is is going to the gym a western thing is that the problem it's
2: not um, about that it, actually he he has been seen hiking. Sometimes oh. there are pictures of him hiking. hiking. Yeah. Oh. Um, but but
1: never but saw that photo. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen that either. <laughs> yeah. Oh, y- there are some. Ro- Ro- where, Ro- where did you oh, see where, him where hiking? Where on the dark web have you been <laughs> seen <laughs> these hiking
2: videos? The, yeah. There are <laughs> photos of him hiking. Okay. Right. But I, I
1: don't think it's um. I think it's more of like an optics thing and a, and a way of thinking about power. I think in the West, uh, or I'm just going to use Canada as an example, uh, like you see Justin Trudeau playing with his kids and skiing and this and that. Yeah. Um, and or he Macron.
0: Looks, yeah. Or Angela Merkel. Right. Or, you know, but any
1: the idea is that they're also regular people, whereas in Iran, this, this idea is that the supreme uh, leader is, divine. Div- is different than uh, you, is, uh, is more powerful. and so that's he why should he sits,
3: exercise.
1: Well, no, that's why he <laughs> sits and, and the, the general masses don't. And, uh-huh. you know, like it, it's it's a power thing.
0: To to not waste your breath, not not work. Yeah, it's like no, you don't too walk too fast. You've he, got too much too power. He's too
1: divine and doesn't need to. Right,
0: it's like those old uh, Cleopatra or whatever gets yeah, carried around and exactly. uh-huh, fed okay. the
1: grapes. And
0: oh yeah, I didn't think of it that way. The Roman <laughs> yeah. emperor, yeah, exactly sitting there and okay, all right, yeah. Well, that's not very twenty first century, is no, it? No, not at all. And the, but the what everything, is? E- <laughs> <Like> <laughs> everything else about this regime <laughs> is so right. modern. Uh, what <laughs> just this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I'd love to see the guy on like an elliptical, you know, like <laughs> with the whole get up and <laughs> stuff, you know. Can you imagine? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's I mean, certainly, uh, I don't want to offend it, certainly, it's not a religious thing to not be healthy, right? You wouldn't want some Muslims. No, actually,
2: to, he he advised those people there to go and. <laughs>
3: No. Yeah, so do as watch out say, right. not I'll, as I right. I'll i be sitting right.
0: the rest of you going, uh, I'm sure there's people listening who are um, either mad at me or have some explanation <laughs> mm-hmm. for that you can talk to me I'm I'm actually really serious though I, I get it's obviously part of the part of the thing is that they have to stand or sit around and mm-hmm. and I mean I'm Khomeini. You know, you, you never saw the guy at a basketball court. You know, this guy, no, even sure even not. before he came back to Iran, he was just sitting in Paris. He was sitting in Iraq. He was He's he sitting the whole time. I don't know how do they last till they're 500 years old? They're all they're just sitting everywhere. Actually, yes.
4: Khomeini was sitting on the floor, and yeah. Khomeini is sitting on a chair. So, yeah. oh, that's progress. That's progress. progress. You know, that's yeah, the, that's the 21st uh, century. Yeah. Oh wow! But yeah. also, I wanted to mention that you know, in Islam, when we have Friday pray after the prayer, the mullah is sitting somewhere yeah. and give advice uh, to the people who are, who are present at that mosque or I don't know that place. People who are present, present. Yes. Yeah. So that's actually a part of you know what he's doing. Right. It's not uh,
0: during Friday prayers. Does he ever, does he sit the whole time? Yes. They don't yes. even stand for the prayers.
2: Uh, no, for the prayer. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna stand. 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 Oh, he's
1: gonna, okay. I, I for
2: the talk. Sit. Talk, he sits for the talk they mm-hmm.
1: usually sit yes. momentarily even
4: stands <laughs> <laughs> right. even in our schools you know like we have mullah sitting
1: somewhere and we have to just sit and listen
4: the
0: mullah is, yeah they're not supposed to be that they don't want to be that active
1: it's no. a sedentary <laughs> position
2: <Right.
0: Yeah>. <laughs> 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 they ate too much Persian food <laughs> and they're going right, tired right, that's right oh boy Yeah, I, I I'm I'm Sorry if it's an inappropriate question. Yeah. I don't want to offend all the, m- the, uh, the, mullahs. Mullahs. <laughs> <laughs> the mullahs out there. I'm sure there's some very active Accent mullahs listers. doing calisthenics. But yeah, all the active <laughs> listeners, yeah. All the Rook members who are mullahs. They're wondering, hey, guy, come on. Uh, Gold stop. members. <laughs> By the way, if you're a mullah out there, you want to become a Patreon member, we're coming to you at rookmedia.com. Go to our website uh, and press the support us button. Yeah no I I, uh, I it it just it, it dawned on me I've never seen them mm-hmm. very active we're doing this episode about healthy living and food and, and that was uh, the
1: first thing you thought of the first thing I <laughs> thought of was uh,
0: why the, uh, the supreme leader is not uh, <laughs> leading by example of it but then they last really long don't they yeah it's amazing Maybe I we guess need to sit more. all you if all you do is sit. Maybe that's a, you know, and you don't have as much estrés then,
4: right? (laughs) Estrés.
0: Speaking of leaders, and uh, maybe we'll talk about this a bit more later, I just should mention that just before we started recording, like an hour ago, Mm -hmm. there was word that Robert Malley, who has been the uh, U.S. special envoy to Iran, Mm -hmm. he's kind of the most senior member of the American administration, the Biden administration, and his portfolio has been Iran. Yeah. Yeah. there is word that he's no longer in that position or mm-hmm. he's left the position or he's I don't know what we don't know actually uh, We know
2: that he, he didn't show up to the uh, state meeting uh-huh. And then he didn't answer his uh, phone right. for, for, yeah. for a day That's so what right. I was
1: going to say is that um, it, it's interesting because the news kind of broke just recently But I was looking back and i was looking at some of the events that have taken place the last couple of weeks and he's kind of been mia yeah so there's you know i mean ir- the islamic republic met with oman and dubai and all these other countries and whatnot and there's been these talks and typically you would have um robert malley who i was about to call O'Malley. O'Malley yeah. um you know at these irish the irish American. Yeah. um you know you would have him either present or have him make a comment or something he yeah. would he was, he would poke his head out somewhere yes. right and it's been nothing but silence Mm. so if we're looking back he's been MIA for some time and now there's all these speculations about what's going on with him you know Mm. did he abandon his position is something going on and of course in situations like this you've got the rumor mill going so yeah exactly so there's uh, there's some talk of potential conduct related issues which would be interesting if that came to light well fair to say we don't know the details but
0: but he's kind of a key player Mm -hmm. because most people will remember throughout that, especially if you're on demonstrations or you're supporting the, the uprising in Iran, you would know that he was kind of a target because people, Iranians around the world, mm-hmm. particularly those of us in the West, particularly those in the United States, were very frustrated at the perceived and real inaction mm-hmm. of the U.S. administration and, in fact, the continued what is seen as the continued enabling of the Islamic yes. regime, including what now appears to be some sort of rapprochement and a resuscitation of the nuclear deal and mm-hmm. all of that, and Robert Malley being a key player in that. So a lot of us were saying, you know, we don't want this guy in that position, and and I had done an essay about it, yeah. uh, resign Robert Malley, you know, or step aside. Do you know how long ago that it was? Eight months ago wow. that I did that essay. Doesn't that feel... That's crazy, huh? That's crazy. I mean, in other words, the uprising began you know, almost nine or 10 months ago. Yep. We're almost coming up to the, it's going to be a year. I was mm-hmm.
1: going to say, I can't believe it. We're almost at a year. I, I just, I couldn't get my well, head September around this. Will yeah. be a year
0: exactly. when, uh, Amini was killed, you know? Yeah. So, so I guess we'll, we'll hear more about the, the Robert Malley thing. Mm-hmm. I just thought I'd mention it because his name has come up so much on our show for, sure. for the last nine months. That seems strange not, to, not uh, to, to, as an act of commission, uh, <laughs> uh, rather than omission. Um, to, to, to mention him uh, so um, we're going to get to the comments that people have made about Persian food mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of them we'll get to those after the, the panel plus the rook roundup right yes. uh, okay Pega Parisa Roham we're, we're all set up right we got the panel ready yes all yes. right let's get to our panel all right well we all know that Persian food is delicious and we know we're proud of it. And we know that no one can convince us that any other culture's cuisine can knock us off the top spot of number one food ever. But is it healthy? Like, even if you're skipping the 3 a.m. Kale Potje, is it possible to enjoy a prototypical Persian diet on a regular basis? and also be healthy and fit? What are the misconceptions about Persian cuisine? In what ways is it actually good for us? And most importantly, should we actually care? Like, stop raining on my Khoresh Te June parade, man. Well, as part of a new food series we are embarking on for a few episodes at Rook, we wanted to devote this entire episode to Persian food and health. An oxymoron? and we've assembled an excellent all-star panel to wrestle with the subject. First up, she's an Iranian-American chef and culinary health coach. You may already know her from her popular YouTube channel, At Home with Tara, where she shares her expertise by creating nutritious and healthy Persian recipes. She was born and raised in sunny Southern California, but given her Iranian upbringing, she formed a strong bond with Persian culture and cuisine. As an adult, she began experiencing health issues, prompting her to delve into the study of nutritional values and the use of food as medicine, through practicing self-care, meditation, breathing exercises, and adopting a proper diet, she successfully overcame her health issues and she's the perfect blend of Persian food and health expert for our panel. Hello to Tara Radcliffe, hello.
5: Hello, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is great.
0: That was an incredible
5: introduction. I'm like, wow, that's (laughs) impressive.
0: (laughs) You were impressed with how impressive you are.
5: Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, I sound pretty cool actually. (laughs)
0: Uh, no, just, it's so it's so good to have you on the show. So we've, we, we, we've wanted to have you on the show for a while, and this is a, a, a perfect entree, although you'll have to come back now for, for us to do your entire story, which is an amazing one. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Second, she is an ebullient individual with a passion for teaching, coaching, mentoring, and creating food-related content. Bita Arabian is the founder of the recipe website Oven Hug and the co-host and co-producer of the Modern Persian Food Podcast with Bita and Bita. Having grown up in a Persian-American family in the Midwest, USA, her upbringing influenced her unique approach to cooking with an artist mother and a surgeon father. She combines the realms of art and science to reinvent recipes, simplifying them, enhancing their healthiness, and presenting them in aesthetically pleasing ways. Through Oven Hug and Modern Persian Food Podcasts, She continues to share her culinary knowledge, passion, and unique approach with a wider audience. Welcome all the way from the Bay Area, Bita Arabian. Hello. Hey.
6: Hi, John-John. Hi, ladies. Thank you for having me.
0: So nice to have you on the program. Thank you for being here. We, I should mention that we're, you guys are on Zoom, so even when everybody's talking, it sounds like one person is talking. So everybody was saying, hello, back to you. Um, and, and thank you, Vita. It's such a pleasure to have you on this program after uh, being able to have a stint on your great podcast. Um, and last but not least, here in the Rook Studio, our returning champion. <laughs> she is an Iranian American sorry, she's an Iranian Canadian doctor of natural medicine who has gained popularity as an online favorite. She was born and raised in Tehran. She developed a passion for psychology and medicine, received her degree in psychology in Toronto before venturing to the US to fulfill her long held ambition of becoming a physician. 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 <laughs> a a, a doctor, after completing her (laughs) medical program and working as a chief medical intern in a renowned Chicago hospital, she made a life-changing decision to explore a more natural approach to healthcare. She embarked on a transformative journey to India, the birthplace of alternative medicine, and she now oversees a thriving career as a doctor of natural medicine and an Ayurveda specialist. And she's finishing a new recipe book that is not unrelated to Persian cuisine, Dr. Rosa Moradi in the Rook Studio. Hello.
7: Hi, Jianjian. Thank you so much for the introduction, and thank you for having me again.
0: It's such a pleasure. It wasn't easy. You guys are all uh, busy, uh, impressive humans that (laughs) have busy schedules. It wasn't easy getting you all together, so I'm so thrilled to have uh, this panel, and um, let's get into this. The question, is Persian food healthy? You know, first of all, uh, I wanted to sort of zoom out and before i get your actual opinions on persian food being healthy or not etc and we'll get into the details i thought we would we would just um share ideas about what we think the popular perception of persian food is what is the perception of persian cuisine when it comes to the question we are tackling today how do persians and non-iranians generally view persian food from your experience let's start with you tara
5: uh, well, thank you so much. Um, so I feel like when it comes to Persian food, I feel like a lot of people think that it's very carb heavy. You know, we always think that there's a lot of rice and there's so many rice dishes and especially the tagine gets you know, on the bottom with the butter. So I think that a lot of people have this conception that it's very fattening, very carb heavy, a lot of bread, you know, must, <laughs> yogurt, all that stuff. So I think people have that uh, perception of it, but I mean, I think personally that there's there's so many ways of going about it to make it so much healthier.
7: And um, yeah, we'll share more we'll about that. that. Perceptions, you
0: know, so Rosa? Uh,
7: me versus other friends and family. So um, of course I believe it's the yummiest food in, in this world, uh, but I get this a lot with, from my patients and my friends that there's a common word that they use as an exotic. And they say it's the most exotic food that they have ever tried. So we'll we'll get to that more in detail. All right,
0: exotic, fattening and exotic so far. Bita?
7: I'd say there are kind
6: of two categories of Persian food. There's what you have at home, and then there's what you have in the restaurant. So what you have at home is more of the stew-based, saucy things to have with your polo, with your rice. And then what you have in the restaurants would be, more kebab based you're definitely going to have the kebabs meats with polo and then maybe some sides so that's how i think about it i don't know if everybody would think about it that way but that's kind of how i think about it
0: it's true that i would add to another generalization to i think rosa uh, sorry uh, tara uh, had a good synopsis of the way things are generally seen i would add that also kebabs you know it's, it's sort of rice uh, fattening things and and kebabs i i should share a short anecdote with you that um uh, may resonate for you because you're in the, the la area Atara, I, w- I was at a, a restaurant there on a strip mall there's a place uh on la brea and like uh, and and like uh, uh sunset right right in in west hollywood um that's an old persian restaurant on a strip there it's right near Mashti malone's the ice cream place and oh yeah and I was That's talking about the, the owner of it, and he was saying, "Well, you know, he's been there for years. He was a bit like the Persian soup Nazi. He was like he was kind of a crusty guy, like ah, you know." Um, <laughs> and uh, and um and I said, "Why isn't, from your experience, Persian food like we see so many other cuisines like?" Thai food or or sushi or, you know, things, cuisines from other places in the world that have become extremely popular as kind of a fast food, you know, find it on your corner, place where people go for lunch. Why isn't yeah. that the case with Persian food? We all know it's delicious. What's the problem? He said, in his experience, it's because the perception is that Persian food is something like Indian food where, you know, uh, if you're going to eat it especially at lunch you're going to have to take a nap for three hours you're going to feel way too heavy to get any work done that in other words it's just not something that people feel like they can have and continue with their day would that be true in terms of what you guys have experienced in the way people think of it you're shaking your head no
7: no (laughs) because when we talk about foods with high carbs or just high amount of fat we're not only talking about Persian food that's also with Turkish food that's also with Greek food so the kebab is very general term you know when it comes to that i absolutely believe that the the, the only one difference is that people who know the value of the food and the amount of time that it is spent on making one food, they will still pick Persian food or Iranian food. It's just that it all depends on the person by person. So well, we're talking about
0: perceptions here. Yes. So yeah. the general population thinks, oh, I can have these tiny little rolls with raw fish in them, or I'm going to go and there's going to be a mound of rice <laughs> with this oil rich <laughs> stew over top of it, sure. right? Sure.
7: But again, you're comparing food like sushi, for instance, uh, with kebabs and, and uh, rice, uh, versus they can get jun and then kuku sabzi in the Persian restaurant that is not that heavy and is lighter throughout the day. All so right. it all depends mm-hmm. on the knowledge of the people and how much they want to actually spend.
0: Bita, any reactions to what my uh, Persian restaurant <laughs> owner friend there <laughs> said on that strip?
6: But, I mean, I don't, I don't argue with you. I think it also has to do with the, the word fast food. I mean, fast has it has to also be fast to prepare. So I, I think of it on that end more than the fast side of getting it quickly. So um, Persian food is really labor intensive to prepare, as you well know, and the process of making it happen can take a couple of days if you're making SAB sabzi and depending on what forms of ingredients that you're using. And we want to um, think about those factors, so. Tara? Yeah, Yeah, you know, I just think that people
5: don't know enough about Persian food and the different options that you have when it comes to ordering Persian food at at a restaurant. Like, a lot of people think that, like, right away, like, when they think of Persian food, they think, okay, rice and some kind of protein or like a heavy stew and rice, you know, but there's so many substitutes that you can have. And I just don't think that a lot of people are educated when it comes to different modifications you can make when it comes to Persian food. So, um, yeah, so that's why I think people don't think of it primarily as fast food. Um, and they might shy away from that for that reason. You know? All right,
0: but one more general question before I get into we get into specifics of what can be healthy about Persian food, et cetera. Um, should we? And I ask this seriously. I, I'm not trying to be cheeky. Should we be asking this question at all? In other words, are we ruining the fun and uh, gluttonous glamour of Persian cuisine by trying to put it into a 2023 health conscious box? Tara,
5: no, I don't. I don't think so. Not at all. I think that. Um... I think with any food, with any cuisine, there's healthy options and there's not so healthy options, right? It's just really going to be focused on the individual's goals and what are you focusing on? Do you want to be, you know, like just eating everything today and be gluttonous and, you know, have fun? Then, you know, there's options for that. I and mean, if you want to have be healthy, there's options for that. But I think that's with any cuisine. I don't think that we're, you know, Messing up the the notion of it, I guess. I don't know how to really phrase it. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of losing my track of finding That's here. Not, no, I You, to got, to you made your point. <laughs> you
0: made your point. It was good, Beta. I'm imagining yeah. you have, you've had people on your podcast on the Modern uh, Persian Cooking podcast that. The, I gotta think that somebody was like, hey, lay off the trying to pick at Persian food, let us just have our fun, it's delicious, stop trying to count calories or ask what's in it. Um, have you had that experience and are, and are we ruining it somehow by trying to ask these questions?
6: I think you have to ask the question, but it depends who you ask. And by the way, it's Modern Persian Food, I think you said Modern Persian Cooking. Sorry, modern please. Persian Food Podcast, yeah. Um, so it depends who you ask. If you ask my grandmother, then um, she would say don't mess with it, you know, but then I do think we have to ask the question because at least my passion is to get our flavors out there, get people tasting it and having it a part of Western cuisine. So gotta keep up with the times. Health is, is really big. And um, I think the other question to ask is what is health? Um, that's another big question but um, you know total health mind body soul and diet and food is just a huge factor of it we all want to hopefully be around for a while not take a handful of pills and you know mobility and and live live well-rounded lives and it affects mood and so yeah i think we should be asking the question if it's healthy And I don't think it's ruining it personally. I I do it all the time. I I adjust recipes all the time
0: okay yeah. i do i do feel like this is an exercise in confirmation <laughs> bias for me to ask a nutritionist and doctor whether we should be asking this question but but i'll just uh, finish it off with sure. you with you rosa i mean do, sure. it, are we somehow compromising uh, the fun and beauty of persian food by asking whether it's healthy or not
7: not at all well in my opinion again and all of the ladies will agree as well food is medicine so you should care about what you're putting in your body However, we have a concept of food for soul as well. So it doesn't hurt sometimes to try it. Uh, you can have your here and there, but the the problem arises when whether it's getting too much of a good thing or not. And again, I have to mention this as well. When uh, even Ayurveda, when is focusing on ancient uh, Indian healing system, it doesn't mean that all Indian foods are healthy. So you can't have your butter chicken and say, "Oh, I'm healthy," right? So we'll get to that when we actually look into the history. All of All right.
0: Food. I thought I would start in terms of you guys being the experts to. Uh, uh, how we can do Persian food in a healthy way. I thought we would start with the positives. So let me frame this in a positive way. Persian cuisine is renowned for its rich flavors and vibrant dishes. When it comes to healthiness, when it comes to healthiness, I'll start with you, Rosa. What are some key elements or ingredients that actually make Persian food stand out?
7: spices number one Um, saffron to to begin with Um, and again if you look at the dessert the food the rice everything uh, from the history of actually making persian foods if you look into deep it it was just the spices and combination of the aroma that gives that rich flavor that's number one and number two well i have to also work with align with my practice it's very individualized used to be individualized, let me put it this way, uh, like sardis and garmis, uh, very mm. unique to human being. The way that each horish or stew was made back in the day, it was actually prepared the way that it was actually healthy. And it changed through time to what we call qaymeh right now today. So I would say the main thing is the spices and also the combinations of the food combinations. So
0: how do the spices... Uh, Interact vis a vis healthiness. In other words, what is, uh, you said saffron, for example, is saffron healthy?
7: Of course, of course. Now we have a lot of studies that uh, enduring mental health, it's saffron is now, we have pills of saffron to be actually used for the moods, uh, for many, many other. Um, health issues that has been prescribed, even saffron or cumin or turmeric. Um, I- Iranian food has this unique uh, combination of uh, spices that will not only give the aroma, but is also has a lot of health benefits.
0: Little did I know when my mom was putting saffron S- in everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> she starts with the saffron. I know. Love uh, it. Bita, the same question to you. When it comes to healthiness, what are the key elements or ingredients from your perspective that make Persian food stand out?
6: It's going to be hard for me to keep it a minute or two. Um, Mm -hmm. definitely vegetables, plant-based, choresh, herbs. So vegetables, herbs, beans, legumes. So Mm -hmm. when you think about a plant-based way of eating, Persian food really fits the bill and you can choose lean meats. And, um, I totally agree about the spices and the aromatics, We have an episode on the medicinal properties of Persian food with Dr. Batab Jafari. She's a professor of pharmaceuticals at UC Irvine, University of California, Irvine. And she breaks down, she has a lifespan lab where she tests these theories out and she tests these spices out. And she has tested hundreds of spices and concluded that literally, they're almost all Persian spices. Saffron is on there, turmeric is on there. Cinnamon, Um, cinnamon and the warming properties. Saffron has mood lifting properties, rose, the essence of rose, I've got my rose scents going all the time. Mood lifting, do you remember your grandmother's sniffing a little vial of, you know, rose essential oil to lift their spirits or at funerals? It all kind of ties together, so.
0: Nicely done. Yes. Uh, um, and uh, Tara, go ahead.
6: Yeah, so I agree with the girls
5: both. Um, definitely when it comes to Iranian food, the number one thing that I think is the healthiest part of it is definitely the spices, the saffron, the turmeric, with all the inflammatory Uh, anti-inflammatory abilities that it has and then what i noticed with iranian food too and which why i continue to cook it for my american family i literally have three american little boys here and my american husband like and they love it is because it's like whole foods whole ingredients you're not really putting anything processed anything out of a box it's like everything is fresh and you know fresh produce and you know, your meats are, you know, I always get my meats organic and grass-fed. So I feel like I have a lot of control when it comes to stuff like that. But, um, and you know, when it comes to the more like, like frying things, I try to avoid that. But I think it's very, I think that the whole ingredients and the spices are the most um, healthiest part of Iranian food.
0: C- could I just ask a technical question? For example, with the saffron, like with saffron, we don't just like sprinkle saffron on things. We 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 boil it, we we turn it into a liquid. Does that take away some of those health properties you're talking about?
5: Yes. Um so yeah, I mean of course you don't want to like cook too many things, too many spices, too much, right? It takes away a lot of its its properties, but um I mean like if you're having a lot of it I don't. I don't think the saffron that we use in the dishes has like n- n- too much of like a component to it that's going to, com- you know, be like almost like a supplement. Mm. You know, it's not gonna have that kind of power. But you know, it's like it's like what Rosa said. It won't be It's like of uh, the aroma of it, the 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 fragrance of it. Like it's kind of like a whole mind body experience. I guess when it comes to eating mm. with the saffron. Do I think it has that much property in one dish where it's going to, like, you know, make a huge difference on your health? Probably not. Um, But it does something, you know, especially if you're having Iranian food a lot and you're having Saffron a lot. It
0: will start. Rose, I'm going to come to you, Bita. Rosa, you, you were both shaking your head and nodding your head, depending on what Tara <laughs> was saying. So
7: t- tell me what's going on with you. Yes. Um, well, it makes a, I agree with her. Um, it depends. When you're actually using it for a medicinal way, so it comes down to the dosage of every yes. single herb or spice. So, of course, when I actually want to use it for my mental mood and stability of the mood, I'm going to use a concentrated amount of saffron. But if I just wanted to use it as aroma, because there's a lot of studies that memory is connected to the food that you're actually consuming. So that is just to bring back the calmness of it and the memory of it, um, versus Mm. you actually using it as a supplement, you're gonna get the more concentrated uh, version of saffron, of course. Mm. So there's a difference here. Uh,
0: And when when Tara was saying that uh, Persian food is is whole food, it's not processed food. That's where you were shaking your head. I'm Why were you we sh- It's okay, we're, I mean, it's okay to yeah. disagree. What?
7: I'm sorry, Tarajan, <laughs> uh, it's not that I disagree, it's just that she's yeah. very lucky that she's getting everything uh, fresh. However, nowadays in Toronto, for instance, uh, you find a can of gorma sabzi, sabzi, gorma sabzi, and you put that in your gorma sabzi. So it's not a lot of fresh vegetables, number right. one, and they're time consuming. So not everyone has that privilege.
0: Bita, we talked about this when I uh, had the chance to be on your podcast. Yeah. How there's there's like Chef Boy RD versions of Persian <laughs> Persian <laughs> herbs now that you get in a can and you pour it and yeah, go, yeah. I made gorma sabzi. Yeah. Um, and and thank I'm assuming. Goodness. You,
6: <laughs> thank, it, yes, praise. Someone, praise Allah, <laughs> right. sure, I'm all about it.
0: So, so, so uh, I, I'm assuming that those are not the things you're talking about when you're talking about the health properties of of, um, of the herbs and spices of Persian food, pizza.
6: Oh, it still has benefits, absolutely. Um, I think your original question was about like forms of saffron, we have an episode on saffron, so all about saffron, but yeah, the form, you asked about spices, the form of the turmeric, it matters. If you really want to be, you know, scientific about it, if it's from the root and it's fresh, the freshness matters. You don't want to maybe boil it out or you know freeze it too long or something like that, it, because it does affect the nutritional value, as your doctors and experts and nutritionists here can, I'm sure, tell you more about. But, um, but yeah, you still are getting fiber. There are still some vitamins and minerals again, elaborate please, but um, whether it comes from a can or frozen, it doesn't turn it into, you know, pasta. It's still a vegetable, right?
0: Well, when you when you were talking about vegetables, I was thinking um, back to, you know, uh, I, I can't remember if it was Tara or somebody was saying, or you were saying, Bita, that there's some people who perceive Persian food as just kebab and rice. For those people, they're gonna be surprised to hear that there's vegetables at all. What What is coming yeah. to mind when you're saying, the health one of the healthy properties of Persian food is is vegetables. What vegetables are you thinking about? Pizza.
6: Oh, uh, think lubia polo, green beans, think okra, think eggplant. There's so many vegetables. It's really veggie full. I, I um, personally eat a plant based diet, and so uh, I can have Persian food every night. It, it's uh, it's very vegetable rich. Um, think carafe's. You know, celery stew, all of our stews have vegetables. We have beans, we have legumes, lentils. I think the personally world's most nutritious food at us. Lentils,
7: folic acid, protein, fiber. Ladies chime in.
0: Dr. Rosa, do you agree?
7: (laughs) I agree, uh, yes. But again, um, it all depends on what kind of food. So once again, um, when it comes to my mind of course uh, in middle east uh, many of those countries are very famous for their eggplants based dishes and um, i would say w- are we talking about iran like original food or non-iranian le- like the people who not live in iran
0: how does that affect the eggplant
7: because each <laughs> single place of iran north south they all have different foods right different mm-hmm. variety depending on the environment depending on uh, the mm-hmm. needs of the area. So, uh, for example, if you go to north of Iran, then you're going to see garlic-based uh, foods versus south of Iran. So you have to differentiate that between original food um, of Iran right. and versus people that consume that food outside of Iran. And
0: what about the idea of lentils and adas? And I love
7: of, that. I yeah. love that. It just depends on, again, I'm all about personalizing food. So how are you making your adas? Uh, when are you having your adas? Are you soaking them before or not? So it's all about preparation and also how fast forward you're actually making it.
0: What's the when are you having question? What's the, what does that mean? When are you having your adas? <laughs> what are you talking about?
7: Uh, is it prep uh, for lunch, for dinner, for time? It makes a
0: difference uh, to my health.
7: In in my opinion, it does. Uh, however, it's when always shouldn't
0: I eat adas?
7: No, I'm not going to. Don't don't, <laughs> don't, do this don't do this to me. Don't do this Which at
0: what moment in the day should I be able <laughs> no, don't, no, don't no. do this. Um, <laughs> um, so. I, 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 I'm
7: not lying right now. I had
6: a couple spoons of Adas before I Me too.
7: How
0: like dare you? It. It's, it's me.
7: No, me too. No Adas before 6 p.m. for no, no, no. No. So you. No. Were,
0: you were making a point. <laughs> I don't mean to make fun of it. What, what, yeah. what was it?
7: So, for example, um, I prefer all those like a stew or soupy foods to be consumed in the dinner time uh, that is not heavy. And again, if you wanna have your protein, or protein, uh, even the veggies that ha- are high concentration of proteins, you can have them in lunch, it's okay. But oh. make a lighter food throughout the dinner. Or if you're not having any options of breakfast, add a seed, it's a perfect uh, way to start, but not with a lot Ooh. of starch, or a lot of sib and and it and stuff. When make do I have
0: my mounds of kebab? What, what is the best time of day for that?
7: <laughs> lunch.
0: Do you, eat, you don't eat meat, do you?
7: Uh, I do. It's
6: oh, time, time to digest, my, yeah. you want to digest that, you want to get that through your
0: body. Okay, if I eat kebab and lunch, I'm, I'm done for the day. I mean, what am I, you know, I've I got to pass out, I need a siesta.
7: <laughs> now, what was your question, sorry, I forgot. My question was when,
0: when's the best time to eat uh, the, the oh, meat? Yeah.
7: Oh, so I do eat uh, meat, but maybe once a year, maximum twice a year. Again. Food, every part of a food is... A Twice co- a year? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Wow. yeah. But again, I have my bone broth and all of that. So, uh. and I'm not, I'm talking about beef. Right. Uh, like I can right. have chicken or turkey. Okay. Yeah, all
0: right. Yeah. Um, Tara, let me, okay. actually, I'm going to st- ask you all uh, this question. And, and uh, we'll raise uh, hand. Ro- Rosa and, and, and Bita, you'll have a chance to, to think about what the, the question. I'll put it to, to Tara first. Give me an an example. I mean, when we think of Persian cuisine, we think of, uh, you know, um, hearty stews, fragrant rice dishes, some of our most popular dishes, right? Um, How can someone who wants to prioritize their health make conscious choices within these traditional dishes? So if you can think of a dish that you make, that you make in a certain way that you believe is healthier or that you prescribe to do it in a certain way, this is your chance. Tara, we'll start with you. Go ahead.
5: Well, for me, I am huge, huge believer that every diet, everything we eat, is extremely individualized, right? So, my health goals and what what I can consume is going to be completely different than what Rosa or Bita is going to consume or you're going to consume, right? So, these ladies, for example, are majority, uh, majorly plant based or avoiding a lot of meat dishes. Versus me, I'm like a carnivore. <laughs> All I want to eat is meat, and like, and I thrive off of that. Right, so it just really depends on what's going on with you individually. So I know for me, like I do better when I avoid the starches and I vo- I avoid the addas. Actually, addas doesn't do well with me. <laughs> you know, I huh? my loads it does not make me feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you put a bowl of calipaccha in front of my face, oh my gosh, I will have <laughs> energy until like three days from now. I'll be thriving off that energy. So it just really depends on you. So whenever i you know spoke to any of my clients in the past and they talked to me about, you know, what do you think I should eat? What do you like, you know, how what is gonna make me feel good? I always tell them, like, first of all, talk to your doctor, see where you're at. What are your labs? What do you need to work on? What do you like, what is going to make you feel good? Mm. Don't worry about what is going to make me feel good or what I think is going to make you feel good. You have to focus on you, what your health goals are, where are your, your markers at with your blood work and everything. Is your cholesterol high? Maybe avoid the meat, you know? <laughs> you know, all these things take in account. So I can't say, like, one so thing So your
0: prescription for health is uh, calipache every day? <laughs> <laughs> for me? <laughs> The, me, the, the 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 topic actually the show should have been is Calipache healthy? healthy. I didn't know somebody was going to de- defend it so so elegantly. Not <laughs> yes, um,
6: You know what? It's actually so nutrient dense. It's insane. Can you explain what that is when when okay. uh, our listeners?
5: Yes, go go ahead, ta- ta- Tara. Why don't you explain
0: so, what we're talking about? That's a good point. So yeah.
5: Calipartia. Calipartia is a, an amazing blend of everything in the sheep's head. <laughs> I mean, brain, eyes, tongue cheeks all of it and then also you're going to have um sometimes we'll add in the the intestines of the sheep your the feet the joints all of that stuff so we pretty much eat every aspect of the, wow. of the sheep and it's my
6: favorite it's your favorite tell, tell the truth tell the truth john john do yeah. you eat that i do and i or love it. what do you it. does john john, john. oh john john. Do, do i eat Sorry. Sorry. yeah
0: you know, I tried it twice in my life. I mean, t- uh, to be honest, it wasn't sold to me this way. <laughs> it was sold to me as something you eat at 4 a.m. 4 after you've uh, finished some Mamouni or some club or, or something, and then you pass out for 24 hours. So, But I have had it twice in my life. I kind of like the taste of it. It freaked me out a little bit when I saw an eyeball and um you know i tried to not think necessarily too much about what i'm eating but i'm also somebody who eats chicken fingers so i don't think i'm eating a chicken you know so i mean it's
6: <laughs> yeah. you know oh, i thought okay I, I, my i was we were pacha, you know i i thought we meant you actually eat like chicken Pause.
0: No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm saying I, 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 I practice some sort of um, ridiculous form of uh, deluding myself that I'm not eating animals, you know, so I to actually see the eyeball makes me think, oh, my God, you know, um, but tell me your position on Calapacha Bita, because I, I think this is very and you were actually nodding a bit, Rosa. I was surprised when she was saying it. It can yeah. actually be very good for you. Um, yeah. I this is this is new to me. Bita, your position on Calapacha?
6: Uh, well I like Taco Bell. You referenced it as being like the Taco Bell what you have after a night out drinking or something. Yeah. But no, I, I have a pretty extreme meat aversions. I, I I can't even I can't even like no, sorry. Sorry, Tara June. Can't do it. It's okay. <laughs> I love the
0: diversity on the panel. is perfect. I never, I didn't know we were gonna have this much.
7: <laughs>
0: uh, Rose, would you ever eat calipotchas? Somebody who eats I, who eats beef twice a year.
7: I think I had once, and it was just the the water base, the bone, the, the broth, and then uh, some uh, small piece of the tongue. Uh, but I lo- I was nodding when you said uh, after a club or Mehmani, because I love the gathering of it. Mm. So if anybody calls me and says it's four a.m., let's go for kalipachi, I would go, but I wouldn't eat it. I would just like How the dare whole. You. Uh, we we'll but just have a little bit of the water, maybe. But it's too intense for me. I have to be honest with you. Like, I can't even get near to the eyes. Tara,
0: then... you were you were talking about fresh ingredients. Where do you find this fresh, freshly? <laughs> <laughs> is it a, yeah. is there a sheep farm you go to for your kalapachia? No, where
5: shockingly, me in LA we have a lot of Iranian markets that have everything of the lamb. It's not hard to get. And mm-hmm. LA, LA, it's like yeah, there's I can walk into any Iranian supermarket right. and have mm-hmm. any any part of the sheep <laughs> okay
0: well my, yeah. my let, let me get let me put up. that question that I put to you to uh, to Rosa and Bita about a dish a traditional Persian dish of some kind that you have done a version of or that you know of a version of that you believe um has real health properties Rosa go ahead
7: there's many of them, actually. There are many of them, and uh, um, as a matter of fact, when I'm actually seeing each patient, there's a different recipe for each patient. I need to make that note. It's, uh, it's a very time-consuming t- amount of time that I have to actually write for everybody, but I love doing that, because as Tara said, it's very, very individual-based. Um, Fesanjun is one of my favorite foods, and again, um, in terms of the nutrient, in terms of a combination of that hotness and the coolness of the potency that I advise people to have it in the wintertime. Uh, that is one of the main dishes that I do recommend, and then the soups, the ash. Isn't uh,
0: fesenjoun too uh, is too sweet, uh, full of sugars? Not
7: not everybody makes it sweet. So again, depending on each region of Iran, some people like it sour, some people like it sweet. The combination of walnut and pomegranate is the most exotic thing in the world. So I think um, it, it has a lot of be- health benefit as well. That is the main one, and then many soups that I usually recommend as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, you make fesenjoun without meat?
7: Um, What do you substitute the meat for? Uh, Last time, my mom made it because every... Every mom, Persian mom, makes the best uh, stew R- ever. Yes. She made it without. All about- yes, exactly right. <laughs> um, so she made it without. Uh, but um, having my dad from, uh, you know, he's from north of side of Iran, so he ate the duck. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, was <laughs> the youngest you with duck. Yeah, wow. it was one of my favorites. Bita, yeah.
0: you're you're a prescription for a, a traditional Persian dish that you know a healthy, a healthier version of. I love it. I
6: love the question, but I I. I was going to answer it, what is the healthiest Persian food, and without changing it, I would choose Asha Absolutely. It's got the beans, which are loaded with fiber, protein, nutrients. It has so many herbs, onions, turmeric, hands down Asha You can make it vegan. It's already vegetarian. Just if you want to skip the cash, then it's already vegan. And then close second would be kuku sepsi, but bake it instead of fry it. Again, Mm -hmm. loaded with herbs. You could do eggs or you could do tofu in there. Yeah, delicious.
0: Um, you disagree about the Asha resh- Reshte? A I'm bit. just going by um, your facial tics. Oh.
7: I know. Yes. I'm so sorry, Vita wow. June. I'm sorry. And my disagreeing is, again, I'm so it's, surprised. It's very <laughs> personalized, once again. Yes. Um, but uh, we, the, we, everybody yeah, got the memo that. by now. That. Everything's
0: individual. <laughs> yeah, you all had yeah, to say that. Yes. Disclaimers have been issued. Yeah, now you. give your opinion. Yeah.
7: Okay. Um, just because something is vegetarian doesn't mean that it's suitable for everybody or healthy so a lot of people are sensitive to beans maybe they get a lot of bloatedness after having uh, the noodles inside it as well some people have that sensitivity to that, that i'm seeing more and more so just because it's a herb base or legume base doesn't necessarily mean that it's suitable or healthy for a particular person. Okay. Uh, that's uh, mm-hmm. sometimes, again, some bone broth can be very healthy rather than asharish. Just because it's a vegetarian doesn't mean that.
6: One. Wow. I, yeah. I can argue with you on
7: Yeah. <laughs> 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 If I may, uh, sure. yeah. My
6: opinion is, gosh, I just can't imagine. So sure, you might have some gas or something, but like, soak your beans. Maybe you got to get used to it. I I don't think there is any healthier food than beans. Okay, like if it gives you a little stomach ache for a minute, you're gonna be okay. But ah. did you have you ever heard of beans actually causing a health issue other than gas?
7: Uh, again, so it all depends on wh- who the is individual. having No, I'm not going to say it I, I bite my tongue. Um, it all depends on what kind of beans. So for example, some of my patients are sensitive to specific beans. So you, for you, maybe a little bit of gas here and there is okay, but for Tara June, maybe she can't even handle ADAS, right? So yeah. it all depends on uh, what type of bean and what type of beans are actually causing that issue. Of course, you can neutralize it with regi- I mean, herbs and spices, but I would say do it with cautious. Like, don't jump into the Reshta if you want to have something uh, like Persian. Okay,
0: all right. Well, I, a different perspectives on Asha wow. uh I, Okay. I, I, let me let me try and turn the question around again on on healthy traditional Persian dishes because I actually don't. Uh, you know, you guys are all we brought this amazing panel together who are very smart around health conscious uh, um, uh, food. And uh, I feel like I wish I had a couple of people here who could um, who could represent another side if there is one. but let me let me try this and mm-hmm. say last week I made Horace de for the the team, and we had this fun about it on the episode. Yeah. Is it Joresh? Now, I've made Horsh debothem many times in my life, and I think it's one of my better dishes. but I really honestly don't believe there is a healthy way to make Horace de I will not. I, I've tried, I have desperately tried, baking the fucking <laughs> Bad June, like doing whatever I could with this Badem Jun June. To, but the truth is, for me to get my guests, or whoever I'm cooking with or for, to go, wow, this tastes great. I mean, honestly, I don't want to say this, but just to cook, it was about eight people I cooked for, I probably used half a bottle. Of oil? you know, oil, 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 oil. like I mean, okay, you, you have to sort the bother Then you then you dry it. Then you do it again. I mean, sure. come on, let's be so. So I'm gonna argue okay. that some of these foods, in their most most delicious form, you you can't put through uh, some sort of you know um, happy healthy uh, Gwyneth Paltrow uh, thing. I, I you know, <laughs> Tara, will you will you disagree with me?
5: um um, i don't disagree with you i actually agree with you there's you know i've tried like like you've said i've tried so many ways of like i'm 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 sure you're familiar with my channel what i do but i try to make healthier versions of a lot of our iranian cuisine or a lot of our recipes so with the best way to make it the one that's going to be the most flavorful the most tasty is going to be frying the, the eggplants, of course, you know, but, you know, I've also tried grilling it and that will actually taste it pretty okay too, but it's not going to be the same. <laughs> it's just not. Sure. So when it comes with my theory, when it comes to things like that, that are like that is fried or a lot of these other dishes that are um, very fat based, like and, and everything, I don't pair it with the carbs as well. So I'll mm. like just skip out on the rice or, and I'll substitute that with like um, or, you or um, or just Sapsukordan, you know? So and
0: just the Khorish de no rice. Yes, mm. it's
5: so good. Or pair it with cauliflower rice. I can, I can imagine the Persian relatives, relatives you know? looking
0: at each, at each other over dinner going, really. What is We're this person? <laughs> what, what are they about. serving me? Where's the rice? <laughs> Don't
5: right so if you're gonna have a very fattening meal try to not have the fat and the carb and the protein it's just a lot that's a lot on our system so you want to try to maybe remove one aspect of it you know like for me and what works best is I don't like to mix my protein and my carbs right I like to have my protein and a fat you know what I'm saying I try not to mix a lot of those things so Again, if you're going to have something finding, just maybe skip out on the bed edge
0: part. <laughs> let me come. I'm going to come back on the bed edge because it's important on yeah. the rice part. But just before yeah. that, let uh, Bita, how did you feel about my screed about Horst uh, de Balam June? Do you do you disagree? Uh,
6: no, I'd get it. When you're having guests, you'd use butter. You make <laughs> it. You got to make it really yummy and authentic and delicious. Yeah, but on the it just depends on the regular and on the daily. I'm going to use my air fryer. I'm going to bake my eggplant. I have strategies for. You know, it's a little more labor intensive too, I think. You know, sit there and like, it's harder to peel the skin off the eggplant and then you just get a little bit and you gotta, yeah. So, on the regular, Specific I go, question. I go how, healthy.
0: how do you bake eggplant and still make it, uh, first of all, not dry and make it actually flavorful? I, I haven't mm. figured out how to do that.
5: Right here. <laughs> you can put it underneath the broiler. That's going to give that really nice crisp to it and it's going to bring in a lot of flavor Um, and then also if you have an air fryer air fryers are great as well great tools if if you're trying to look for a frying substitute so i like that
0: let me actually actually uh, piggyback then on on what you were saying Mm -hmm. tara about the elephant (laughs) in the room uh which is inevitably rice i mean it is a staple of our uh cuisine it is of course often associated with concerns about carbohydrates and glycemic indexes uh, uh, what is our position on rice? Is there ever a good time for me to eat a, <laughs> a bunch of rice Rosa
7: Oh well, uh, I have to answer that the previous oh, question yes please yes, so, yes, yeah. um, If rice for me first of all uh, if you want to have just stay like stick with the biggest meal of your day as a lunch. And nobody's mm-hmm. telling you to give up your Persian, yummiest food, of course. I don't even do that to my patients. However, no, don't have it every day. Okay. Like once in a while, if you want to have junior, have it and enjoy it to the max and do not feel guilty about it. Just just enjoy it. Um, rice, uh, it all depends, again, once again. What if
0: I make more than one portion? Hmm. Then I have to eat it every day.
7: <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't do that. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, because I guess I, ha- I have to agree with uh, Tara June, you know, the fact that you, she said without rice, and I was nodding my head. I was like, yes, because horish Kalami horish. the word itself, it was like, Khoresh uh, some bread and the, the yogurt, and that was called mas, khoresh and before. And then it turned into a stew, and then uh, etc. Then adding of the rice was another step uh, ah. in during history. If you go by the history, it was never in rice added first. Oh, interesting. the first. The g- stews
0: weren't always paired <laughs> no, with rice. No. That's a, ah. it was
7: with bread. Okay. and then it turned into what to be served with rice right. so if we go back to our ancestors right the healthy uh, we can, the alternative healthy to rice bread bread no <laughs> <laughs> no but again she doesn't want like to have it carb again it goes back to the food combinations so i wou- i wouldn't do that as well i wouldn't have it with rice too yeah we'll have it alone
0: uh bita you're you where have you gotten to with rice in in all of your uh conversations around persian food
6: i love rice I have a deep passion for rice. I am polo chor and make it every day. <laughs> um and yeah, but I'm with you on portions. Watch your portions. My dad my dad lived to be 94. He was a surgeon, number one in medical class. Brilliant. And he used to say you could even eat a little bit of poison and it won't kill you. And with a Farsi accent, <laughs> not like that. Um but the, not advocating that you go eat poison, but a little bit uh just watch your portions and in terms of like the type of rice give me white long grain basmati. tea I don't want brown I don't want something else sorry I don't want cauliflower I have a ton of vegetables anyway I want real polo
0: mm. you know you know the thing you bring up about portions is so important because so much of what comes I mean I, I guess this is true for other cultural uh cuisines as well uh, other cultures cuisines but it's certainly we we know as we all know um because it is our our culture our ancestry persian cuisine comes with a lot of cultural imperatives especially when you're sharing or making or having a Mahmouni or something like that and part of it is that there is no limits on portions. In fact, it is, at least the way I was brought up, you know, you, you bring put as much as you possibly can on the table. For dessert, you have to have five different kinds of desserts and it has to be mounds of sweets. And, and so we don't really exercise a, a lot of control that way. I think I I almost feel like if I had a Persian dinner party and put a, a tiny little portion on somebody's plate, they would they would think that rude somehow. How do we contend with that, Peter?
6: I hear you. Um, you know, we it depends on where you are. It's different if you're at a mahuni. Yes, the the platters have to be abundant. It needs to be literally a pile of rice. It, you're going to absolutely offend someone <laughs> if you give them a little tiny bit of rice. But again, that's mephoni. I don't go to that many mephonis. I don't go to mephoni every night. I wish I was, but yeah. Um, when you're we're in a restaurant, and let tell me if this happens Canadian style, but in California, you say, it's just what you say now. We do. Half rice, half salad. Yeah. Half right. rice, half salad. Or just take at home, which takes some self-control, but you can, you can purposefully take some home for
0: later. So Right. But most good Persian restaurants I've found, even when you say the half rice, half salad, it's just, it's still a mound. It's just a slightly smaller mound, which quite frankly, I devour and uh, then feel guilty about afterwards. Tara, what have you observed about our um, abilities around portion control as a culture?
5: you know it's that's really hard because i feel like in our culture it's like in our roots in our blood to be very like like uh Bisa said like very abundant with our food you know i think culturally we love that it shows some, some kind of significance for for us i still don't understand it but you know i think that it comes down to just your own individual self control you know you got to know how much is going to make you what's going to make you feel good right so um that's that's a little difficult but I mean I love that part about our culture and how abundant and how much we serve you know right. it's just I think it's amazing because I think with our culture the reason why we do that is to bring everyone together you know to like I know for me like my mom growing up was always even when it was us us four in the house she used to always make so much and my dad then like, why are you you know <laughs> my mom would be like i can the neighbors are going to come over or our friends might come over it's like we're always ready to have food just in case someone pops home or you know or just in case there's extra guests coming to your memory. I think that's our whole perception on why we do that. You know, it's always to be inviting and have people over.
0: Let me come back to that, because that's such a great point, and I don't think it's unrelated to health, but but, um, Mm -hmm. just on the the portion uh, idea, how do you contend with this, Rosa?
7: I agree with you, it's very, very hard. However, I think it has to do a lot with the habits. Uh, people change, habits change. We're not eating with our hands anymore, like in the back in the days, mm-hmm. right? So we can actually adapt uh, to a newer version. I love that idea of the our our culture that, you know, coming together and serving and prepping foods. However, it can be healthier. Do not serve food at 10 p.m. when you have mehmani. Mm. start having a little bit earlier time. So mm. that, uh, you know, uh, this is a Impossible. little- Impossible. I know, I midnight, know. No, midnight, midnight
0: no. <laughs> the buffet comes out. Yeah. So
7: see, you can make a change. So what I do is, in my personal life, I start doing that and mm. then my friends and family will know this and then we'll slowly, nice, but surely. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let me ask you this, not, not unrelated to that question, uh, to all of you. Um, with the notion of portions in mind as well, uh, Persian desserts, right? I mean, they're splendorous. They're known for their sweetness. They're known for indulgence. Uh, what what can we do? What would you do if I said, I'm going to come over to your house. Please don't overdo it with the desserts. Uh, what would be something you would serve that would not embarrass our culture by being too you know stingy or some something like that but at the same time would not overdo it on the unhealthy index tara
5: um, i know for me personally when i've had people like that because i have because <laughs> i always go crazy with the desserts, and i've had people say please go desserts um i'll have a bowl of fruits a sort of food fruits i think that's very like i love that with here i'll have here in there any kind of fruit possible and then Forma. I love having forma as a little bit of shitty afterwards, and I'll sometimes put a little bit of um, feta in there, and drizzle some honey, some nuts, you know, on top. And I think that's a beautiful dessert. It's very light, very healthy, and
6: um, it's a
5: good substitute. So,
0: Beta?
6: <laughs> yeah, our, our parties always have a stupid amount of cakes. Like, everybody brings a cake. There's just way too much cake. But hosting, you know, a fruit tart that—that's wonderful, right? It's got fruit on it. You know what I'm talking about? They're always at the mahuni. It's the like pie with the custard inside, and then the fruit all over the top of it. I think that's perfect. And then some little shirni, some little Persian cookies, and you know, some maybe some cake lava. Those little you know baklavas that are cake-like.
0: What do you do with all the cakes when you uh, when you have a mahuni?
6: Ah, eat them, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Eat them throughout just, the week. Just, just... No, eat it for not,
0: breakfast? Not helping the, <laughs> the, the, the answer the question. Um, Rosa, what do you, what's your idea around dessert?
7: I have to start with something else, if you don't mind me. Everyone's uh, an individual. Uh, I know, no, no. <laughs> Depending no I'm on over that. Answer. I'm over that at okay, this point. Right, yeah. um, you need to change a little bit of the habit and culture, I think. Mm-hmm. Not, you do not have to serve desserts, number one, and you do not need to eat it. So, it's hard for like canaries, like if I'm not having it. That's and, a and dramatic shift. Uh, I know, but, that's a dramatic but it is right? a good start. So if that's I'm cool. not going, if I'm going somewhere and I do not want to eat dessert, I politely say that I'm, I'm full, I don't have it. Mm-hmm. But a little bit of fun, of course, here and there. Uh, I don't make desserts uh, at home, but again, I make all the pastries at home myself. Mm-hmm. So. A coconut shredded coconut everything that it can actually be made with horma with dates and coconut shred of coconut it's fantastic I wouldn't go with a bowl of fruits or a well Tarjan mentioned
0: the, 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 the fruit and mm-hmm. that is also a Persian thing where we put the big yeah, thing of it's fruit
7: I don't agree with it you to be uh, honest with you after yeah. a meal or uh, ever it, no it should uh. be uh, it should be at least 30 to minutes to 40 minutes if you want to go really straight an hour after a meal to have your fruits so usually it's pointless uh, and again, the uh, idea of mixing because we wanted to put it everything out mm-hmm. there, uh, it's not good for a digestive system. But we all.
0: always did that in our family. what what What's wrong with the the fruit after' too close to the meal?
7: Uh, it's too hard on the digestive. So each uh. like fruit, if you're having carbs, if you're having proteins, it requires different time for digestion, you know, digestive enzymes right. th- rather than fruits. Uh, so even if you're serving your fruit, just one type of fruit I would say I go for it. Wow, yeah, Tara. I agree with her actually completely. Okay. I don't eat the fruit.
0: You just <laughs> put it if <laughs> else
7: wants to they can't, but I,
5: I'm one percent.
0: This is not. another Persian thing. I, mean, I, I put understand. out all of these things. I don't eat them. Yeah, yeah. Uh Vita, yeah, go ahead, you. It's like-
5: But,
0: you know, yeah. And it's my mom growing up because we were growing up in Canada, my mom would do that thing with all the like three different Fessa in June and a uh Sabzi uh, Polo. Uh, uh, and then she would make a lasagna because if there were some like Canadian, like my friends or she'd be like, oh they don't know, you know, they should, I mean, my mom, they they love your food, but she would make a lasagna as well. So there'd just be like way too much food, you know, Mm -hmm. for six people or something. Bita, you were gonna say something, go ahead.
6: I was just gonna say, I think it's such a loving thing and fond memories of the fruit being passed around. Somebody like peeled this orange for me, you know, as the dessert, I love it culturally. Oh, look, it's all sliced up and taken out and yeah. served. I
0: can't keep you guys here forever. I, I, there was a couple of things that have been said that I, I had to pick up on. I think, um, Tara, you. it was a beautiful segue. You were talking about how um, so much of Persian cuisine is about the, the experience of doing this together. And I do find that Persian dining is, of course, a, a it's a social, it's a communal experience for us, right? Um uh, and, and I mean it, it probably is part of the reason we're unhealthy is because we do it all day I mean when I'm around relatives it's just like you have a meal and then you're planning the next meal and you're eating in between the meals you know I mean, that's what we do and we sit around and how does the cultural practice of gathering I think um, Bita had said you know what how do we define health health is may not just be our physical uh, being but but what we experience Socially, psychologically, how does gathering around a meal contribute to a healthy relationship with food and overall well being, Rosa?
7: Uh, again, I'm gonna just rephrase myself. Food for soul. In in natural uh, medicine, we have this concept of uh, food for soul, and what does that mean? Is you need to have that social life. You need to go out somewhere. Everyone thinks that I do not go out. I don't go for brunch, and I'm so hard to hang out with. Well, you don't but eat no, dessert. Don't. You you won't eat the cappelletti <laughs> I <cat do>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> what else are you gonna do? <laughs> no, I do. But again. Um, I'm very careful about my picking. Let's say if I'm going to restaurants, I usually pick uh, based on my mood that day, mm-hmm. mind, body, and soul, uh, right? So uh, if I'm agitated that day, I'm not gonna go for a spicy meal, right? So uh, educating yourself, number one, is the best thing. And then just to spread the word around your friends and families, try to actually make it healthier community rather than uh, being worried too much about Beta. Mm.
0: Yeah.
7: Yeah, I love it. Gather around the table right there
6: with you and you should jump. Nourish yourself. Exactly.
0: And and Tara, the the health aspect of the communal eating.
5: I mean, if if you're not maybe aware of, but like in, in the blue zones around the world, these blue zones are what they but people have done, the areas that people have done studies at where the people have lived the longest, you know, one of the main aspects that they all have in common is that they have a sense of community, that they're eating together, that they're doing things together. So I think that that's like the biggest health component when it comes to any of our meals, whether it's Persian cuisine or Italian food or Mediterranean, whatever it may be, it's about the coming together of it that just makes it so healthy for us it doesn't matter really what you're eating I mean of course a little bit I mean but are you having fun around it are you socializing like that is that's such a big aspect mm. to to health in general
0: an interesting or maybe a difficult uh, general question to mm-hmm. to put to you all before as we wrap up um, you know we talk I, I spoke earlier about the asking that guy that the restaurant owner about why Persian food isn't. Uh, on every corner the way we would see Italian restaurants or uh, Chinese restaurants or 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 the like Uh, that's obviously changing in Toronto we would know but that has to do with the explosion of uh, Persian immigrant immigrants that have come here I mean there's now hundreds of Persian restaurants uh, all over the place in Toronto but, you know, the diaspora is growing. It, we are in the millions now outside of Iran. What would be your prognostication if you guys were to, um, to guess or to, to make a prediction around the future of Persian food in terms of the global context of, how people, of people's interest in it? You all do things uh, on, in social media and on, in media that, uh, that you hear the feedback. In terms of the interest in it, and the, the actual mechanics of putting you know, getting Persian food out there to, to new um, um, consumers. Uh, what, what, what do you what, what are your thoughts and predictions? Maybe I'll start with you, Rosa, then Bita, sure. and then Tara will finish off.
7: Sure. I actually started you know in my social media as well a long ago uh, about talking about, for example, if Zayton Parade is rated at the first the best uh, cold appetizer by Atlas Taste, I post that and I talk about it. Uh, the cultural talk is huge factor so if you want to actually um, your community or not Iranians, so actually try it to start. They love stories. They love cultures. They they like to know why. So, when I'm saying uh, to my friends that, did you know that Yakhchal, the refrigerator, was invented by Persians? And they're like, what? And then I sneak in that falude or bastani or in there. Um, then they get interested. So, my prediction is actually that it's growing. And also with the growing populi- popularity of finger foods now, we don't have kufde as a huge amount, but in a small portion of finger food served nowadays or kukusak. Mm. is getting it easier for people to have access to it. Yeah.
0: Pizza?
6: It's on the verge. It's coming. Get ready and get hungry, which <laughs> I am <laughs> right about this time. So hungry, mouth-wateringly. So it's coming. Tadig tacos, San Diego. Wow. Taco, Tadig tacos. Yeah. Crunchy rice, koresh inside. June Sh- rice, Sh- little like touching cups with koresh oh, over yeah. it. Here, it's here. Uh, Tabe's Mindful Kitchen, Tabe's Mindful Kitchen is like a vegan food truck and uh, in Data Point, and um, he's doing vegan food, Persian burgers, you wouldn't even know it's vegan. Uh, Kotelet, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so hungry. Zood, Zood <laughs> is fast food. Zood in Newport Beach at Fashion Island. They're doing it, they're doing it you guys, I ate it, it's amazing. And in the other way is it's in delivery form. It's coming. I'm super excited about it. It is coming. Persian flavors are real and um, they're gonna be at your doorstep.
0: That's really that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. That's really, I mean, I love yeah. that you just, I mean, there is somebody listening in, in Indiana right now or in Brisbane, Australia going must be nice in Southern California. You, you, you know, yeah, I, no, yeah, it'll, well,
6: it'll come. It'll take some time probably to get to, you know, Elkhart, Indiana and Brisbane and stuff. Australia, I think it might come sooner than later.
0: Right. Antara? For
6: sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with with,
5: um, uh, with Vita. Like it is, I feel like it's already booming, that there's a lot more attention to Persian food right now. Um, I'm noticing like a lot of um, social media influencer food bloggers, they're doing a lot more um, Iranian-based uh, recipes that they're showcasing on their page. I feel like a lot of people are um, making like almost like... Um, Iranian versions of American dishes. You know, I just feel like there's a lot of fusions happening. A lot of attention is being brought upon Persian food. Um, and it's becoming a bigger thing than it was like two, three years ago even. Um, I definitely see that boom happening. I see a lot more attention coming towards it. Even towards my channel itself, I just see a rise happening with Persian food. And a lot of them, uh, a lot of my viewers are now American, which it, was, it wasn't was like that before. Um, so I'm I'm right there with with Bita. I agree with her on that.
0: I've. Uh... I really enjoyed this. I'm also hungry actually. Yeah. Beta. <laughs> so, so no, <laughs> she's just drinking water. It's a disaster. I just, I just want to eat everything that you guys have mentioned in the last <laughs> oh hour. Uh, uh, but yeah. I'm going to eat it without rice and uh adas or no adas and depending on the individual and and I will not offer any dessert to anybody ever again. Um, um. <clears throat>
6: It's, it's
0: all about balance all about balance, balance.
6: Yeah, so sure. and, uh, you that's... can
0: have your and eat it too <laughs> thank and you, you <laughs> thank you for that tea <laughs> that tea meant a lot to me uh, listen I I, I I can't thank you all enough uh, I, I think we're going to um, we're going to get a lot of uh, reaction and, and and thoughts from people who are listening right now and and please give us your thoughts and, and we'll share them over the course of the next few shows and and um, Uh, But I I really, really appreciate the conversation. I've learned a lot personally and uh, about the three of you in particular, (laughs) your your eating habits uh, and about Persian food and healthiness. Um, Was there anything we missed, anything that you needed to add? Anybody want to add something about uh, health? I mean, I know we just scratched the surface, but yes, Bita.
6: I think you should start a debate now on your Instagram to bean or not to bean.
0: (laughs) Who knew? Who knew that beans would be so controversial? <laughs>
6: uh, oh my God! Without... Or Calipoccia, That's <laughs> or Calipoccia. Is
0: calipacha healthy? That's the next that's one true. for sure. <laughs> um, Tara, thank you so much. Such a pleasure to have you on the program.
6: Yeah, I wanted to. I honestly
5: wanted to say thank you to to you all. Um, you. I've gotten a lot of insight through this call, so this has been really, really amazing. It's such an honor to be with with all of you honestly
0: thank you and 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 check out i'll i'll do the proper promotions of all all of your respective channels after (laughs) but uh but do do check tara out on her youtube channel uh, Mm -hmm. amongst other things and and beta with the uh modern persian food Mm -hmm. podcast uh and oven hug thank you so much what a pleasure it is to finally have you on rook
6: you're welcome it's been a pleasure and super fun I i laughed a lot Oh, yeah. thank you, Paul. Rosa, the
0: the goodbyes that I meet out to each, each person depend on the individual. They're all different. You have to cater to the individual. So to you, sure. <laughs> my goodbye is thank you. Thank you. It's always um, such a pleasure to have you in the program. pleasure is mine, Thanks and I
7: would like to thank the other ladies as well. It was fun. It was fun. Thank you. Very
0: fun. Hope to see you all soon. Thank you again, and uh, um, happy... <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye. Thanks, Peter. Bye. bye, Tara.
6: Good bye. Bye.
0: Right. This is Rook. Episode 270. Is Persian food healthy? Wow, that was uh, I, I. I learned a lot mm-hmm. uh, just now with the uh, sorry microphones back on for Pega and uh, Savvy Roham and Super P are also there on the other side of the glass. Uh, we've been listening into this panel. This uh, I I learned a lot. I'm energized. I mm-hmm. thought they were all fabulous at the same time i'm so confused now exactly i can't eat i can't eat with rice <laughs> <laughs> i can't uh, like it's one t- first of all don't eat anything after 2 p.m <laughs> i was gonna say ever. when are you eating it no, yeah What's never the other thing? secondly uh, uh although it's an individual thing mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. secondly uh i can't eat yogurt with the i mean, what the hell what is going it's on so don't eat fruit now i mean it's uh but also
2: but uh, poche is okay
0: Kalapunches? <laughs> no, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, we the one thing I don't like. We learned a lot. What did uh, wh- What is your takeaway from that? Um, did you, is it what you expected?
1: It was w- it? well. No, I didn't get my answer. There's that, <laughs> right? I'm still. Well, they all
0: sounded I, as I predicted. They all sounded like they th- actually believe the Persian food. is I know, but there was so many overall. like
1: other things that were mentioned, like but this and but that <laughs> and you know what i mean um but two things i wanted to quickly mention one the yogurt thing that you were mentioning i grew up with that so like my with gr- what the whole don't eat yogurt with certain things and oh. so my grandma actually um and this would happen all the time when we had fish because i'm a big fan of torshi and things like that so i would have like fish and then i would have seer torshi but then i also love yogurt so i'd also have yogurt and my grandma would always tell me you can't eat torshi with Yogurt and I was always like, this doesn't make any sense to me. It's yeah. perfectly fine.
0: Well, that's not what they were talking about, though.
1: No, I know, but I'm saying, and yogurt
0: is one thing, but you can't, you shouldn't eat uh, yogurt and meat. Yogurt and meat and with, meats, with yeah. rice, yeah. It's Beef a, actually, yeah. 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 You you knew about that?
2: No, because <laughs> <'cause, laughs> that, that's the best mix, <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, right, really right, right, right? Yeah,
2: it really yeah, is. Right, and kubides, yeah, that's the whole yeah. point. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: But
2: you can't
0: eat that. But I don't want to... I mean, they also said a lot of helpful, amazing yes, things. Yes, of yeah. course. So that was your big takeaway? No, no, no. no, no, I, no I wanted
1: way. to talk about yeah. that. But my the thing that really surprised me that I wasn't even thinking about going into this was when Rosa mentioned the different regions and the different types of Persian food. Yes. Because it's such a generalization when we talk about Persian food. But when you really think about it, there really is such a difference between... Persian cuisine from one part of Iran to the other so that was something that I was kind of like an aha moment for me I was like oh that's so true not like just from
0: one region to another but from from one era to another mm-hmm. and I think it was mentioned I, I remember Chef Haas our dear friend who was uh, he used to do hospitality to our yeah. cuisine related stuff at the beginning of when our first year of Rook you know he he talked uh, on one episode about how this thing where we do most of our choresh, most of our stews in mm-hmm. a tomato base that's relatively new. Oh. That's only the last two, three hundred. Y- tomatoes weren't a thing in in, so in Persian cuisine. So what was it before? Quesi. It was stews without tomato base.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they, which changes everything. It changes the taste and the color. And I, I'm know.
1: saying this like I cook all the time, but
2: and Rohum, I, I learned a lot, and I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I have to eat, but but it's so many things that we didn't know. Like, adas can be bad and. Kale can be good mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it's all different than what we thought it, so. it
0: is important who the person is yeah. clearly yes this is a that was a huge individual take away.
2: Individualistic individualistic approach yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I
1: didn't know you could have adas for breakfast yeah. you can not have without, adas without
2: sibzamini you can Interesting. That's, that's what we take yeah. I mean mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. you can
1: have anything anytime you want yeah. but yeah. yeah
2: but no rice at all oh yeah. yeah
4: actually that one I wanted to mention that um, don't eat rice with for example your horish that was so new for me and I, I don't think I can what do what? No, with
0: that What about horish We can have rice. with No, with
4: horish no. <laughs> without a fee
0: Okay, what, I've, I've been eager to get to uh, some of the questions uh, some of the comments that oh, yeah. so we did put this out to uh, our social media mm-hmm. audience and we the, c- the comments are still coming in yes. as of our showtime here now, but we've gotten a bunch, and you've selected a, you've curated a few. <laughs> you've handed me some of them. Let's I go have. through some of the question, the comments we've had. The answer to the question is Persian food mm-hmm. healthy. What have we got? Pegah?
1: Well, I wanna, I wanna start off with uh, Kusha, because I loved her answer. It was really, really simple. No way, with two laughing emojis.
0: Kusha Alagband.
1: Yes. And she
2: was the first comment. Oh. As I oh yeah. yeah.
0: Right in there. Yeah. Kushid does a a cooking thing with Mm -hmm. her mom. Yeah, Yeah,
1: which, uh, again, I'm surprised. You know, she does this cooking thing, and really, right there, no way, you know. So that was one comment. Um, Behzad Boulour, he commented, Clearly no if it's with meat products. Yes, it's healthy if it's with veg only. I live with it.
0: And that's interesting. Yeah. That uh, the equation of uh, um, meat being bad Bad. worse. Yeah. Which is... not necessarily. But maybe it is for him. It's, individualist. it's an individualist. <laughs> no, but also, yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah, yes, maybe he's vegetarian. Yeah, I, I didn't think he was. I, thought I he think d- he is. I thought I'd gone to dinner with him and we had we had f- anyway <laughs> okay what else part-time vegetarian yeah? perhaps <laughs> thank you bezod and Nakusha for weighing in yeah
1: yes um then we have fred Parvone. Ah, um, yes
0: fred in la
1: yes he mentioned persian food can be considered healthy due to its emphasis on fresh ingredients such as herbs vegetables and lean proteins like poultry and fish traditional persian dishes often incorporate whole grains nuts and legumes providing a balanced nutritional profile However, the use of rich sauces, oils, and desserts in some recipes may lead to higher calorie intake if consumed in There's excess. There's an educated, nuanced exactly. response. look at that yeah. response. Yeah.
0: I have one here from Picasso mm-hmm. in Istanbul, our friend there. And he was in the... Uh, I See, I continue to believe that most of the comments are on the side of Persian food is unhealthy. He says, hell no, <laughs> but its strength lies more in the taste. Well, yes, it's mm-hmm. tasty stuff all right definitely what else you got?
1: um i have someone by the name of afsanad dot soul mm-hmm. um she says absolutely it's healthier than american food full of cheese and cream and oil okay so comparison to american food i guess and
0: maddie m sf1111 um says yes uh this is to the question is persian food healthy yes exclamation mark exclamation mark exclamation mark <laughs> just a simple math North American food created a sick nation in 300 years Persian cuisine raised geniuses
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: this, is, this was written by Parisa. for many thousands of years our cuisine has ancient wisdom in its ingredients that science is gradually figuring out figuring mm-hmm. out if there's a problem it's with the modified ingredients that comes from the West unfortunately well a staunch defense (laughs) of not just Persian food but (laughs) culture and history Yeah, but uh, but, you know that is a good point I mean uh, for centuries people Mm -hmm. have lived and now there's all these issues that people have uh, and um, this point has been made certainly about western cuisine that you know processed foods and all that stuff have led to issues that didn't exist in the past.
1: Actually that made me think of something. Um, This is a conversation I frequently have with my grandfather who would give you an answer like no other he would say Persian food is the healthiest and the best and nothing else but it's funny because you know we were talking about allergies and things like that and he was mentioning that for as long as that he could remember no one in Iran had allergies to foods and things like that so he was saying this is a new thing in the west which I don't know necessarily if it is but that's that also has to do with food and it being healthy yeah there's that that.
0: I I don't know if it's Louis CK or somebody there's that joke that uh, uh, (laughs) they, they would tell about how um, for years, humans and, and peanuts got along. And then <laughs> somewhere around 15 <laughs> years ago, 20 years ago, All of a sudden suddenly a peanuts were like, we're going to get you. Yeah. you know, yeah. And foods had to start. Uh, you know. uh, What else do we have?
1: OK, so we have uh, Kamyar Yazdani mentions the food itself is good, the portions are bad. A mm. little bit of salad shirazi with sabzi khordan, much smaller portions of rice, perhaps. OK.
0: And Raika GHP says absolutely not healthy. But so delicious, mm-hmm. you will die after. <laughs> you will die after eating khoresht. But at least you die happily. You see, there's a there's an honest answer, and we found an honest Persian. Right.
1: I guess I really like this next comment. Bita um, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna butcher this name. I apologize. Okay depends what is the definition of healthy for losing weight or for general health and nutrition huh.
0: good question yeah and we kind of went p- got into that a bit with the panel too like is in terms of mental health eating communally and you know that that sort mm-hmm. of tradition is part of health as well and that's certainly there in the yeah in the iranian tradition uh anita w anita.w.1990 says, I think Iranian food is no different than any food in the world in terms of being healthy or not. Not all traditional food in the world are healthy, but they all can be with little modifications. If you use less oil and salt in Iranian food and add more fresh vegetables to it and simply don't overcook them, they will be more healthy. I eat Iranian food twice a week, kebab with no oil, but I definitely cook Iranian food for my guests. kebab with no no oil. Yeah, how does that work? Well, I guess if you were to grill it, Uh, you could, Mm. yeah. I mean, doable, I guess, possible. Yeah, you're still, yeah.
1: Um, and then one last comment that we curated: um, H. Shorayi, good for mental health and bad for your body.
0: Ah, well, these comments are amazing, and please keep them coming in. You can either write us at info at rookmedia.com or just go to uh, Instagram, it's probably the easiest place, but any of our platforms, and uh. You'll see my little video there, <laughs> asking people to to weigh in and, and let us know. Mm-hmm. So the great uh, is Persian food healthy debate continues. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a second part to this. Oh yeah, we, we, we should. I mean, yeah. we kind of just scratched the surface. Didn't we really we?
1: did. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and I'm a little confused now too. <laughs> I learned a lot, but I'm also confused.
1: Are you going to continue having yogurt with uh, with beef?
0: I probably will. <laughs> I probably will. <laughs> Uh, let's get to the Rook Roundup before we end off the show today. Mm-hmm. We usually start with it, but um, we wanted to get to our, our panel and our debate. Um, so, Pega, what do you have on uh, this Rook Roundup?
1: A um, couple of things. Um, so, one of the biggest things that happened, uh, I think just yesterday, actually... Um, was we we saw that um, the families of PS752 are now looking at next steps Mm. in their fight for justice. So the expiration of that six-month period that was given to the Islamic Republic to submit their binding arbitration for the downing of flight PS752 has been reached. And so now what's going to happen is that the case is going to be referred to the International Court of Justice as of today, I guess. So their deadline was officially yesterday, and so as of today they can do that. Um, and there's a group uh, referred to as the Interna- International Coordination and Response Group for the Victims. Mm. And so this is comprised of Canada, Ukraine, Britain, and Sweden. And so they're going to be spearheading this next step. Okay. Um, and it'll mark the first time in history, if it does, in fact, go through, that the Islamic Republic is going to face um, an international tribunal for one of the thousands of mm. crimes that they've committed. So this was really, really big news yeah, in that big, next yeah. step for yeah. uh, justice. Finally. For yeah. yeah, exactly, finally. Yeah. Uh, so that was one thing. The other thing, unfortunately, again, some sad news that came out, out from uh, Iran. There was an Iranian translator of children's literature um, who unfortunately committed suicide. Panta um, Erbanzadeh, she um, you know, left this very saddening suicidal note. Basically saying that she had no hope for the inf- improvement of the situation in Iran, and I thought that was just so heartbreaking. And it really just reminded me and took me back to um, the string of suicides that we saw from some of the the individuals who were imprisoned in the early days of the revolution. And it just, I mean, you know, we talk about this all the time yeah. that these news they're heartbreaking no matter how often they happen or how frequently we see them. It just every single time it just it really gets you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, of course, the Robert Oma O'Malley. Robert Malley was uh, was the other thing which we we t-
0: which t- chatted about yeah, a little bit j- at the top of the show. Again, we have to see what the story is with mm-hmm. Robert Malley, the U.S. special envoy to uh, Iran for um, uh, for the last little while. Um, most importantly, over the last year, when uh, the uprising has been happening in Iran and people have been asking the U.S. administration to take a more a stronger stance and uh, he being the target of a lot of uh um discussion and Mm -hmm. chants, actually at at rallies uh um screaming his name out (laughs) and not in a positive way yeah uh we'll see what what the deal is why he's no longer in that position seemingly with this is all just breaking right now so by the time this podcast comes out there could be more information that uh we are ignorant of at this moment but we'll um we'll wait and see what what else there is uh, anything else you got
1: um, actually just going back to ps752 yeah. um, there is an event that's being held so uh, the association of families from uh, ps752 are holding a rally um, and an online kind of forum so this is going to take place on july 5th the rally is going to be um, online it's going to be through all of their social media platforms from 1 p.m. to four thirty p.m. eastern next wednesday next wednesday and then in toronto here at five o'clock um, they're going to gather uh, at Mel lastman for an in-person rally so just one of the things that are happening okay and i know we talked about some events today just so happens that these events are more local i guess there's another event i wanted to mention um there's a play that's um currently being um shown or is on stage mm-hmm. um, it's called The 1001st Night yes uh, written by Bahram Beizai and directed by Siavash Shabonpour. yes so that's going to be on stage in Toronto starting today all the way no no it started two nights ago oh it started two yeah, nights ago yeah it started
0: on Tuesday yeah okay and <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go see it Siavash uh, is, a, is a friend and, and a very very talented guy and people should definitely
3: check it go out. check
0: this out. It's at Theatre Glendon, mm-hmm. if you're in the Toronto area. Um, and w- hopefully we'll get Siavesh on the show in, in the coming days or weeks. And to talk about that, sounds like I am look forward to seeing it. I should also mention, if you're in the Greater Toronto Area, speaking of, since health was the underpinning, the pretext <laughs> of today's show, uh, our friend Piruz Varasté, mm-hmm. the martial arts champion-slash- Physical trainer, mm-hmm. healthy guy. You remember when he was on last year, or a couple of years ago? He was doing this health challenge where right. people would get up early with him and yeah. go for five uh, a.m. or something, something right? like that. Yeah. And you, for twenty-one days, you do something. And uh, anyway, all the information is on his social media. Kay. He's starting it again uh, this this year for if you're in the Greater Toronto area and you want to be part of this, I might mm-hmm. actually go out and join them in the in the morning for some of this. Uh, workout stuff health stuff before I eat my <laughs> uh, uh, before 2pm before 2pm yeah, uh, look for him on social media and check all that out thanks uh, for, uh, to our panel guests um, this week and this is full time for Rook for today alright remember for all things Rook related you just have to go to our website RookMedia.com. You can see back episodes, our Rook funnies, our videos, all of our different programming. RookMedia.com. You can also become a patron by pressing the support us button. Thanks to the amazing team who put this show together: talented Anahita, super Parisa, sound person Louise, smart Pega, savvy Roham, and bearded Omid. Thank you to all of you out there for supporting us and sharing our content. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Find me on Instagram at Gian Gomeshi. And as ever, Mizunbashi.